for the first time on Game Life Balance Australia, we're having a menage a trois. Ooh, baby. So hot. <laughs> too hot for TV, some might say. But not too hot for podcasts. Not too hot for the iTunes store. None of us are wearing pants. We're, we're a pants-free zone. That's not unusual for This us. is the land of the free. <laughs> Truly. The land of the pants-free. <laughs> Truly, they are swinging like pendulums between our legs. <laughs> We helped the kitties, Rob. Mm-hmm. We did. We helped them. We did not kill any kitties at all during the stream. <laughs> that's a big. It's a big success for us. That is a first for us. Actually. Yeah. No kitties were harmed. <laughs> what have you been doing? <laughs> Look, it's a. They're hard to catch, Eric. With my knees at this stage in my life, you need a big, they're quick. You need a big net. <laughs> a few chopper chops. Some candy. Yep. Some candy. <laughs> Maybe a van that says not free what candy Halloween is about. <laughs> you talking, Wait, did you say a van? <laughs> that says free candy on the oh. side. We harvest... No, no, stay with me. We harvest their organs. Oh. For, for the baby boomers, because the baby boomers, they're going to pay big for supple organs. They do like, they do like their fresh they organs. Do. They really See, do. They, yeah. If there's one thing that the baby boomers has taught us, yeah. it's find the market. Find the yeah. market and exploit it, and they need organs real bad. Yeah, they definitely do. Cause all, Supple organs. All that living they did in the 60s has come back to haunt them now. Oh, boy, is it haunting But don't worry, because uh, your, your old mates at Game Life Balance Australia are here to, to fix up your organs. Rob, Rob we're going to have to stop you there, buddy. Because mm. it's not just Game Life Balance Australia. It's Game Life Balance US who are harvesting the organs <laughs> <That's right. laughs> of the young. Yeah. Known qualified surgeon John Uncle Stabo Martin is out there. <laughs> Out there each day, cutting people up in in uh, hotel bathtubs. Yeah. He's in ice. He uses ice. Yeah, the, that is the patron saint. The, the patron podcast. saint That's of right. organ removal, <laughs> Uncle <right>. Stabo Martin. <laughs> if he had never. Because we have this theory that he doesn't listen to us, yeah. and we we just keep prodding Are and poking. Are you sure that's a theory and not knowledge? <laughs> because he would have he would have fucking stopped this by now. He would have gone. We we have like a red phone. It's called the Stabo phone. It's like the Batcave. Right. Yeah. It's when Commissioner Gordon called. And he goes, mm. "It's Stabo," and he goes, "Guys, you got you got to stop, guys." Like I've just listened to your latest podcast, and you went, "That's that's one bridge too far." We do not. Cut open kids and steal their organs. I've lost my job. My wife has left me. <laughs> Can you please stop disparaging my ca- good character <laughs> by saying that I'm a drug dealer or a drug mule or a organ <laughs> hey, harvester? He has been promoted so many times in our podcast. He he went from drug dealer to drug mule. Wait, is that to drug baron? I would have thought mule would be lower down on the level on on the. Well, the, I don't know. Like, drug dealers seem so local. Yeah. Drug mule, though. That's international. That's right. You're getting to see some places, you know. You get to travel, you know. I mean, your, your colon's full, but... <laughs> yeah. You're not travelling in comfort. No. But you are travelling. Do you, do you reckon, like, the uh, the air hostesses, mm-hmm. the stewardesses... Yeah, yeah. Uh, flight attendants, as they're known these days, mm-hmm. would know? If you're just sitting uncomfortably, like, rocking back and forth, like, going, they've got a balloon full of something up there. They've got a sixth sense for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, because he looks like he needs to go to the bathroom, but he's not gone the whole flight, and it's twenty four hour flight. So they're, they're just sitting there watching him the whole time. Would you like another beer, sir? That's dramatic. It's <laughs> we like to bring the drama. We're nothing. 
if not drama. Welcome to Game Life Balance Australia. Mm-hmm. This is episode 45. That's right. 45, stream of nonsense. We're middle-aged now. Uh, well... Am yeah. I going to go buy a convertible? Yeah, buy me a convertible, please. I I will do that. We can just cut the go top of your dudes. Camry. <laughs> Should we just do that? Yeah. Well, yeah, so we'll just make our own convertible. Uh, I can borrow my dad's angle grinder, and we'll just take the top off that. See, it turns out, I don't mm. know whether you guys know this or not, but... Uh, the the roof for cars that are not convertibles mm-hmm. is actually pretty um, required for driving. <laughs> it's kind of needed. It's kind of needed because it, it adds to the structural integrity of the car. Basically, if you have a convertible, there is more metal around the sides and the bottom. Mm-hmm. But you can move some of that structure up to the roof of the car to keep everything. If you cut the roof off, it basically collapses in on itself. So the car will just sort of sag. Yeah. Right. I've seen it happen. I don't want a saggy car, AC. No, you don't. I've, I've seen someone cut the roof off the top of a, a Holden Statesman. Like, okay. a, I think it was a 78 Holden Statesman. <laughs> and the whole thing, it, it looked awesome oh, for about man. two kilometers. Yep. But then it kind of went... <laughs> and, like, the chassis just gave in. That is, like, the next level of, like, creating your own spoiler. You know how some people will, like, <laughs> get cardboard and, like, you know, balsa wood and stuff. And they make their own spoiler and, like, it just looks... Up, underway. When I say it looks freaking awful, I mean it looks super sick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. I just did a cool like hand gesture. You can't see that at home, but I did it like. I, I love my Nissan Skyline, mate. It's fully thick. I'm Kermit the Wog. <laughs> That's right. I have actually literally seen Nissan Skylines mm-hmm. painted green mm-hmm. with Kermit the Wog on it, <laughs> and it would be the most racist fucking shit if it wasn't for the fact that these people prided themselves on calling themselves Wogs, which is a, like a, a racial. Epithet in yes, Australia. Yes, it is. A, it is a term of disparagement. Yeah, except yeah. sometimes it's not in yeah. Melbourne. Yeah, and that's really weird. Yeah, <laughs> there is this look. You know, I think there's a lot of groups out there that are owning their. Um, you know, what, what was at one point considered to be a slur. Yeah, they decided to like take that on and own it, and that's why I am. I am um, going to rebrand my pretty much my entire life. Yeah. Okay. What are you going to be? Um, I'm going to be a. Um, I'm going to be... Okay. There's two ways this could go. Okay. I could, I could either go down the white trash angle. Yep. Okay. You know. I'm, I'm with you there. Yep. I've, I've, you come from Canberra. Yep. You were oh. born in Canberra. Or I could go with the whole, like, you know, middle class white guy, Illuminati, ruining the planet for everyone, secretly conspiring against all minorities kind of angle. You'll die in Canberra. I'm, I'm going with mm. Canberra. Yeah, 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 I'm going okay. with Canberra as well. Yeah. I just, you just, I just don't strike you as the kind of guy that would sort of malevolently... You know, conspire against minorities. Is that look, what you're saying? Or? Look, I, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to put this out because I am doing that. Rob, Robbie is so fucking white. Yeah, that if he goes into the sun, he bursts into flames. That's right. Like we're we're talking Irish fucking white here. <laughs> That's right. That's how white he is. He's Irish fucking white. Look, you jest, but this is a real concern for me. <laughs> this is a real problem that I have. You know, he doesn't even burn. He just fully reflects Flex light. <laughs> it's just, he's, he looks like a giant mirror when he goes outside in yeah. summertime. Yeah, it's I, dangerous for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know, I am I am getting a side gig of um, you know helping people out with their tans. <laughs> I just stand in front of them and they get like double the double yeah, the tan. Why do you have to take your pants off during this? That's what I want to know. That's that's my um. That's what I like to call my um. Dingling. <laughs> my dingling. No. Well, I was going to say fringe benefits, but sure. <laughs> That's good. Fringe benefits is good too. Yeah, I couldn't think of the words fringe benefits. Uh, our our co-conspirator uh, Eric Eman is just shaking his head in absolute shame because he's <laughs> the how, very first. How how did I get on here? What what decision did I make that was wrong? 
Okay, so I can actually I can actually tell you I can actually tell you the moment this all went terribly, terribly wrong for you. Please, sir. Okay, alright. A bit of history here for you. I was living in Brisbane in uh, 1994. That long ago. That long ago. And then I moved back to Canberra in 1995. And I joined high school the second year. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anyone. And I, I made friends Same. with... Same. Yeah. <laughs> with a <clears throat> unfortunate gentleman named uh, Andrew Hicks, who will listen to this about six months to 12 months time and go, ring me up and go, what the fuck? Because <laughs> that's what he does. Because <laughs> um, he's that far behind in our podcast. <laughs> uh, but we kind of started making our own little group. <clears throat> and then there was this guy called Eric. And he used to hang around with this guy called Faraz. Was that his name? Yeah, that, w- that was his name, but there were also 14 other people in that group. There were 14 others? I, I only know. noticed, like, two of you. Well, <laughs> well, they didn't have a lot of personality, but <laughs> what happened is we played hand tennis, yep. and we had a big, like, 10 square thing, so we had, like, a four line of reserves, and, like, Faraz was just one guy, and he was really bad, so he was usually in the reserves, and I was really bad, so I was usually in the reserves, so I talked to him a lot, yep. but there were actually 14 other people, but one day, one... Terrible day. We lost our tennis ball, and because we were so fucking poor, <laughs> welcome to the nineties in Australia. People. <laughs> we did not have another another tennis ball. So after that, we were kind of stuck sitting around talking to each other, which was terrible, by the way, because <laughs> we were terrible, they were terrible, everyone was terrible. For some reason, Yoshi was there. Oh man, it's like that moment in your relationship where the internet goes out and you can't watch Netflix, and you have to actually talk to your wife. I'm filing for divorce. I haven't said anything yet. Yeah, I fucking know. Oh god, we can't watch season three of Breaking Bad. We're gonna have to talk to each other. So, basically, so, um, I was friends with a couple of other people, and Faraz was uh, kind of making fun of everyone. And then, because I mean, like to be honest, he had a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, <laughs> we, a lot of material. We were all all terrible people. Like, you know how some fourteen-year-olds are like awkward. Mm. I was we worse were, than that. We, we were, were so, so We, we were singing the Red Dwarf theme song in public. And we would we had our own dance to it as well. We were we were making kicks, we were, boys we were, and girls. We were we were breaking down on the quadrangle. So basically <laughs> we were like me and Andrew Hicks and a, a friend of ours, Mark, we were the rejects the rejects. So we were rejected from everyone else. We met our own little group. We even had our own name, which was um, ironically team happy, because we were very depressed teenagers. <laughs> Um, it was satirical. So it was satirical. Uh, and I think we even we even made our own nation around a rock called Rockdom. That came later. That, that came, came later, <laughs> yeah. But basically, Eric and Faraz, we kind of knew these guys and they were both also outcasts. Because you see, I knew Faraz from primary school, so yeah. he was like an old boy to me. Because yeah. everyone else was like a new, I don't know, chump. Johnny Trump lately. Yeah. And I was also the Johnny come lately of this group. But um, as, as year nine rolled along, uh, we kind of separated and like became our yeah, own separate yeah, yeah. groups. Like, like I got sick of them not playing hand tennis because <laughs> notionally, notionally, it was a hand tennis group. That is why we were there. Because the 15 of us, depending upon who was away that way or whatever, were going to play hand tennis. But when we lost the ball, when we lost the ball... The only ball. The only ball... The only tennis ball to exist at Stronlow High School in Canberra in 1996. It just rolled away towards the drain. 
Everyone was too busy being a pissy little bitch to, to actually go and get it. The ball went down the drain, and that was it. That was us. <laughs> that was <laughs> the end of it. So, like, even even Rob, who was phenomenally unpopular at one Asa High, oh, is God, yeah. rolling his eyes right now. <laughs> uh, and basically... I never sang the Red Dwarf theme in public. <laughs> I, may, I may have internally sort of hummed... I may have hummed it a bit, maybe, you know? Red Dwarf is a BBC uh, British I'm sitcom. Saying, I'm not saying I'm better Science than you guys. I'm really sitcom. not saying that because in many ways I'm much, much worse. I've, I've never met anyone who was worse than as from a high school kid. <clears throat> no, we were pretty bad. But the thing is, like, <laughs> by year nine, we had solidified ourselves in group. Eric was in my tutor group, which is what happens in the morning when they take roll call. And Eric was fucking sick then. He didn't come to school yeah, yeah. at and all. What, what they do is they'd mark me present in tutor group. I don't know why, because like I actually wasn't there because I was. No, you home. never were. So because, but, but I would get I would get hauled out of class to explain why I had wagged the entire day after Chukru. You know why? Because I'll tell you. I'll tell you something you probably didn't know here. <laughs> Is that we, you and I always used to sit at the back. Mm. And the person uh, who was a PE teacher. The wall was too close. Yeah. He was a PE teacher. And he didn't fucking care about anything. Mm. And it was in the PE teacher. Even getting fired for sexual harassment, which he did. He did, yes. Wow, okay. And basically he would come in and go, yeah, 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 yeah. And Eric wasn't there. And I thought I was doing Eric a favor. Because like by this stage, we were the only two friends in the tutor group who vaguely knew each other and mm. were like outcasts. So I kind of befriended Eric at this stage, yeah, even though he was like, oh, Yeah, because what, what they did at the end of the year was they gave you a list of like, write down the names of people you want to be with. And because like, I was horrible and everyone hated me. I, d- <laughs> I just got assigned to a random tutor group. And because Yoshi was new, he also got assigned to a random tutor group. Yeah. So basically, because I kind of knew Eric, and Eric was absent so often, and like they were going, "Well, what's up with this Eric guy?" And his name was was B. His his surname is Ball, and my surname is used to be my maiden name was Campbell. We were pretty close to each other, so what would happen? Mm. They go B to C. They they say Eric, and I'd go yeah, <laughs> and which was a fair approximation of your mono monotonic voice. It was to, you. To be, and then to they'd be honest, go, I'm not angry that they couldn't tell us apart. Yeah, and then they'd say uh, Andrew, and I'd go yeah. So, like, there was just enough, like, shift in tone, so they thought you were there, and I thought I was doing you a favour. So, all this but, time, you were getting because, called out. Because I was not actually at the high school, and because they took roll call in every class, <laughs> after two group. Like, this guy only turns up in the morning, and then he bangers off somewhere. And it's not like we had a single two group that went and had teachers come to us. In Australia, you had different classes, and everybody had to go to a different class. So we had like 950 people in this in this high school with four staircases. So 21 years later, Eric, I would like to offer an apology, but I fucking won't. It was funny. Well, <laughs> it was fucking to be, funny. To be honest, it was funny. It was pretty funny. What I thought I was doing you a favour, but... Sorry, what makes me laugh is just this this idea that, that the, all these teachers at school are like wondering what on earth the appeal of Toot Group is, that you would turn up for that. But not for anything else. Like you they, know, were, they were in hindsight, they were optimistic beyond all all reason. <laughs> he, he really likes Chukru, but he hates everything else. Yeah, yeah. He he shows up between eight fifty six a.m. and eight fifty nine a.m. But at nine a.m. He's gone. Oh, fucking god, he's, he's out of there. He's evaded. He's evaded the monitors and. The, He's evaded everyone with a view. And there were monitors. He's, he's gone metal fucking gear scholar. Beyond, beyond St. Vinny's. And he's just gone. It's just like 
crept out under a cardboard box. Just and Eric, I don't, I don't mean to cause further offence, but you're not a small man either. Like that, they would have seen you skulking outside of school yeah. grounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 was, I was thin in college, but college came after high school. High school, I was not thin. Oh man. So basically, the end of the story is that. While groups were solidified, the handball group broke up. Broke up because we were bad. Because you were bad, and you were stuck with hanging around Ferez. Yes. and you hate fucking hated that guy. <laughs> yeah, we hated everyone. I don't know how we survived so long just over a tennis ball. We put a lot of effort into that group <laughs> because we we a <laughs> that is all you had, and b we were terrible. <laughs> so basically, uh, we had a very small group, and I literally sponsored Eric's. Admission into our group of absolute fucking freaks. Yeah, I was a refugee, <laughs> and I, I said, "Look, this guy's cool. He's a uh, bit, he's a yeah. bit weird, he but know, he hey, know, you guys hey, are a bit weird on too." On the quadrangle in lunch, he knows how to sing the Red Dwarf opening song. Yeah, exactly. And you're in, you're in like Flynn. You like our 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 threesome became a foursome. It became a lot more awkward, but it was a foursome. There no, were four we awkward teenagers. It was so awkward. I have scars from that time still. So. <laughs> and and so we all all four of us became fast friends, and the irony here is that um, like we all made fun of each other as teenage boys do, mm. but then in year ten, Eric did the impossible and got himself a girlfriend. Yeah, and all I, of a sudden I, Eric went from like this I, guy. I still do not know what happened. <laughs> Eric went from like the person who we made fun of to the person we were all looking up to, who was still singing the Red Dwarf theme. Oh, funny. <laughs> So you were the first. How did you do it? Yeah, right. How did you? Because we all sounded like well, the squeaky well, last team. You see, unlike you people, I took food tech as an elective. And unlike every other class in high school, that class was actually useful because, hey, you learn how to cook food, which you will eat for the rest of your life. You're and not going to do algebra the rest of your life, but you're definitely going to be eating food of some sort. And, Only and, now, 21 years later, B, do I learn the and truth. B, there was a girl who stole my pants. And... I didn't know how to react, so we kind of had these foot jewels under the table, and apparently that's intimate or something, so we started going out before I even knew it. Nice. Hey, hey Rob. Yes? You and I went to primary school together. Yeah. Yeah, we used to do that. <laughs> yeah. That's because that's I have a secret and, you know, deep, deep lust for you. I'm, right? I'm looking at the two of you and how you look at each other. Yeah. I'm sorry, the cat's out of the bag. I've, I've, so nev- I've well never confess. been at a recording before. I've never seen how close you are to each other. Yeah, no, we get real close. <laughs> yeah, you know, all three of us, like, this whole threesome thing isn't, isn't so much as a fucking lie, because... We only have one microphone. Yeah, that's right. This this like, uh, this high tech podcast we produce. We're huddled around it like it's like it's a flame in that yeah. Red Dwarf episode where he's dying of cold and he's burning Roman's guitar. I love that episode. It was so good. <laughs> we can just make this the Red Dwarf guy. If you haven't seen Red Dwarf, go out hunted down. It's fucking fantastic. I think to, to be absolutely clear, I, I I didn't. This is Rob speaking. I did not go. To, I did not go to um, high school with these two guys. Um, he, so he, this is he, all new to me. I went he to a got the school. better deal. Yeah, I was I was in a completely different but equally dejected he, reject he, group. He didn't have offline like we did. <clears throat> we had criminals. Mm. We actually had yeah yeah, go, you yeah know, I, like, I, real like hardcore criminals yeah, yeah, who I, stabbed people. After I had finished failing year seven <laughs> in year eight, they put me in the class with these people that actually required a security guard in the classroom. To keep, a, to keep a leash on them with the teacher. Good stuff. And I was assigned a language elective oh. where we learnt no language because I was so incompetent at learning French that they decided that there was no hope for me. Look, I once said to... I, I once, as a joke, I just said, bonjour to Eric in the street. You fucking stabbed me. He said, what did you say about my mother? 
Um, oh, I was very sensitive back then because it was high school. Can we trade like stories about how bad our high schools were? Well, please, um, did, please. Did, did please, either of you guys ever have a knife held to your throat? Because I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, I, that, I do believe that you went that, to high school in one year. That, that, that was the year seven student council elections for us. <laughs> That's, right. That's just the start. There were no I elections. Mean, like, there I mean, was like, just a knife. Like, like the winning candidate stole my glasses, boasted that he stole my glasses, mm. got elected. And then, then, only then, when the teachers realised that he saw my glasses, that they kicked him off the student council. (laughs) This is funny, because three years later in year 10, uh, Eric, who was a much better, more mature, and uh, girlfriended man, went into the surf, I know, year 10 camp, and fucking lost his glasses. Like, I turned my back on the surf, and this wave came? (laughs) Who could have seen it coming? Well... All of us, because we were laughing until we realised that without your glasses, which you we had never blind. seen you without your glasses yeah, before, yeah, you I could was, not see. Yeah, Jack I was actually shit. legally blind. Like I actually get like like our public health. <laughs> your mother had to drive three hours to the coast to bring you your glasses. No, 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 it wasn't my mother. It was the teacher who was going there. Anyway, my mother had to drive five minutes to her house. Uh, oh well, oh well then. That's and, all right. And boy, did I never hear the end of it. <laughs> Who would have thought that waves at a beach would happen, though? I mean, like, I, I was, I for one, was taken completely by surprise. I hope this is, hope this is lethargic for everyone listening out here. Or cathartic? Cathartic. Maybe no, le- no, lethargic. lethargic is definitely more accurate, but... but everyone is lying there like a lump going, because, I feel my brain draining out of my ears because, right now. Because, you see, you see, I had two pairs of glasses... But because I had signed up for this deal that they had at, like the mall at like the glasses shop, where it was like you get one pair of glasses and one kind of pair of prescription glasses. And but, like I'm light sensitive, so like actually being like any kind of brightness hurts my eyes. So I'm like, give me prescription sunglasses anytime. <laughs> but of course, when I bought them, they're like, well, they cost extra money, and they're like, well, well, there's no extra money. So I had regular glasses which broke, <clears throat> and then I had sunglass frames. Which did not have sunglasses in them, so they looked really fucking bad. Like, you couldn't wear to high school without looking really happy. <laughs> um, and of course, so that's what I had to wear. And those, those are what were swallowed by the surf. So I'm actually kind of thankful to the, um, to the coast of, what was it, Oladella? I think it was Oladella. The Briny yeah. Deep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm, Davy Jones, yeah, 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 Poseidon. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, gra- I'm grateful to Oladella and um, the New Zealand Sea, or whatever the fuck it's called. Whatever the fuck the is Bass between Strait us. or something. I don't know. No, no, Bass Strait is between. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Victoria gra- So I'm grateful to the right. sea for saving me from my fashion crisis of year ten. I got to say, Eric, those glasses which you lost made you look like a 1983 uh, computer science teacher. And well, and. And in that year, very year 10 camp, before I lost my glasses, I was actually pelted by mashed potato. No, no, no. i got to correct you there, Eric. Because that wasn't real mashed potato. That was instant mashed potato, yeah, yeah. which oh. has never seen yeah. a yeah, mashed that, potato that was, in its life. Yeah, so yeah. shameful. Yeah, what, what, these, what this group of girls did, because we were segregated by gender, of course. So this group of girls bought these packets of what was called Deb, which was this white powder that formed this white foam when you actually mix the pair of instructions. And what they did is they created this foam and they picked it up by their hands and they threw it. And it actually was basically a snowball, but gross. 
It was the effort they put into the bullying, though, was pretty. You know, you got to take your hand by off year them. by year ten yeah. of four years of Stromlo. Yeah. Like it was an art. Bullying yeah. was an art. <laughs> we were you, we were all perfected in it by that stage. I just got called a fag and punched in the head. I don't know. Like, it's my, I mean, it was like, a much simpler, much simpler. Like, system there was a social game you had to play that was like that made the French castle at Versailles look like child's play. <laughs> So Eric is joining us today. This is the very first time we've had three people on the podcast. It's crowded. Let me tell you right now. I've I have no personal space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's cozy. We're all over Eric. It is definitely cozy. Uh, Eric. So today we have done a stream, uh, th- which the Game Life Balance US office uh, held for the Extra Life charity event. Yeah. Uh, we raised a good six hundred and ten dollars, which is a very good. Like that can really help some yeah. kitties out there. Yeah. I'm really proud of that. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, they they did most of the work. We uh, tagged off at the tail end, but. And got some viewers because of that. <laughs> we we yeah we got some viewers. We got some. Um, we we played some fun games. Uh, Rob was uh, detained. Yeah, sorry. I, I um I made the, the grievous mistake of going to my daughter's birthday party rather than come to do a stream. Um, no, so yeah, he yeah, makes yeah, himself yeah, sound yeah. like the innocent party in all this. Where that's not exactly the you case. See, the reason why I'm here is because I'm the uh, replacement for Rob that's in right. future episodes of the podcast. Yeah, he's Rob two. He's, he's Rob two. Basically, two point Yeah, he's he's improved. He's got new features. He does have longer hair than you, and a bigger beard. That's right. Yeah, and they got rid of some of the bugs. You know, they sort of cleared up some of the issues with the old Rob. You know, yeah, yeah like boy, no, were there some like, issues? Like no children, no yeah. wife, yeah. no yeah. life. Yeah, all those problems. Yeah, they got rid of all that stuff. <laughs> It was so, slowing me down, you know. It's like it's holding me, holding up my progress. So basically, I asked Eric to be the producer today. Uh, when I say producer, I mean he was the he was the tech man in my player too, and he could direct me into what I was doing wrong, which was most things. So thank you very much, Eric. <laughs> yeah. And then basically, we needed to record a podcast after your uh, your daughter's. Um, birthday second birthday was finished yeah because, because the three of us are a drunk and b have a microphone <laughs> yeah okay so we should also say we have been we recorded for four hours straight yeah. oh nothing but games yeah it must have it was over four hours over four hours almost yeah. five almost five and then we what? um started to do a podcast directly after that which sounded like such a great idea at the time yeah, and, and now we're 25 we minutes in. Yeah, these guys' brains are pretty badly fried. Yeah, um, I'm probably the most like cogent out of the three of us. Is that the right word? If, um, if that's saying. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but don't worry because I definitely won't make any efforts to tie this together or hold the hold you know hold the the strings. Um, <laughs> Because, uh, you know, it's driven nonsense and it's all about having a wacky old time. And, yeah, uh, just having a conversation. You've learned a lot about our personal histories today. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny in that, um, like, we, we tell all of these stupid, bad, geeky tales about when we were in, like, year nine, uh, eight, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in Canberra, and basically in Australia, only Canberra, mm. um, you go to year 11 and 12, which is what we call college here. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, university is what is called college, or college is what's called university in the States, but here it's just year 11 and 12. And that's separated out. Yeah, Yeah. here here Mm. college is secondary, and, like, it's uh, the only reason you go to college, because it's not compulsory anymore, is to go to university. So everything you do there is, like, university. So all your classes that you pick, all your maths units, all your English units, because they're compulsory... Is all for the big push to get an eight hour or whatever it is ranking to get to university in our publicly funded system. Mm-hmm. And which is interesting because, like, just like university, we slacked off, uh, drank and smoked pot all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Some of us more than others. Yeah. 
Uh, I was completely sober the entire time. I, I shut shut the yeah, fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you went to your campus and I went to my campus, and my campus was broke as fuck and had nothing. We had like we had skateboarders. That was the number one attraction. Yes, we had uh, stoners. That was another one attraction. Yeah, at, at Woden College. I went to Wo- the Woden campus. You went to the Western campus. Yeah, yeah, that's Sterling. Right. That's that's where we met basically. Because yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. So Eric and, and Rob met for the first time. At that stage, yes, yeah, because I had some Woden classes that I had to catch the bus for, which is really annoying because the buses didn't line up. But yeah, I know that's true. But on the other hand, Sterling Campus kind of fucking sucked, and Woden Campus was where it was at. Yeah, Sterling Campus, like my mother who works as a librarian, was like, "Oh, Sterling Campus has a really good library." But I got there the year they amalgamated with Woden, and (laughs) yeah, and all the. All the books all the went good, across to them. Yeah, all, all the good books went to Woden. All the bad books went to Sterling. And we were we were so fucking poor. We, Look, did, we did not have two sticks to rub together to Eric, make fire. the children have got to learn about tech war sooner or later. <laughs> William Shatner, please. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, like, and, and it was kind of funny because there was this, this seismic shift where jocks and those fucking dickheads didn't matter anymore. And, like, they, mm. they tried to make their power play early on and everyone went, fucking no yeah yeah fuck off and like all of a sudden like people who just did what the fuck they felt like like we used to mm. all of a sudden were like not social outcasts anymore yes all of a sudden like all that of these so weird <laughs> all these pe- people who like i'm not talking like the, the 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 geeks who didn't use deodorant like you know i i was classy enough to at least look after my personal hygiene yeah, yeah all yeah. of a sudden it was like yeah yeah, yeah. Women... The, the, there was two classes the deodorant using class and the non-deodorant yeah using that's, class. geeks can be divided into those yeah. two those two basics and if you use deodorant you could get women yeah yeah if, if you're from like <laughs> it was old... a low bar it was a very low bar <laughs> and to if, be fair that were very low women if, if you're from old money you'd use deodorant yeah and 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 like, like you had these standards and everything, and like people wouldn't understand what standards were, and you'd be like, "But like, don't be gross," and they'd be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it's like, no, man, this is this is like my personal stank, and it's like, you mm. fucking no. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know, uh, if and, that's your thing, and sure, the, go, fine. And this this is why we chose this path, becoming a podcast rather than becoming a uh, skateboard trick crew. <laughs> Sorry, we could have easily done that. What we what, what you'd call to. a skater boy? Yeah. But it's like the, skate is written with an eight and yeah. uh, B O I. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's sick. That's fully sick, Mike. That's a, that's a cool way to spell it. That's how Kermit because, the Wog because like it. like the only reason to go to Sterling College was not the classes because they sucked, but <laughs> was because there were a was the endless amount of people who could not do a kickflip in front of the <laughs> in front of the school, but for two years tried every five minutes. <laughs> God bless them, though. They did have dedication to that. (laughs) Tony Hawk in the late 90s was becoming a thing. Yeah, that's And boy, was that a thing. Yeah, skating took off in a big way around the time that... Coincidentally, that video game came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, PlayStation 1, yeah. Mm. So, basically, this is how we all know each other. This is... uh, I've I've tried to nominate Eric as the producer of Game Life Balance from now on. He hasn't taken kindly to that, for some reason. Mainly due to lack of alcohol. (laughs) As long as we keep him tanked up. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty much good. There's, good all, go. there's a lot of tanking in this. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we did the stream today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we raised a bit of money. Thank you so much uh, for our American office, the US office, for setting everything up. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. Um, we played some shitty games. We played some good games. But, we, you know, Mostly we had a good shitty. time. Mostly yeah. shitty. But we had a good time. So, thank yeah. you very much. We helped the kitties, And uh, we've all become closer as a whole. 
and yeah. that's a lie. I certainly feel closer to you both. I mean, I mean like we Rob, Rob we, came at the very I end. Mean like, I mean, like our knees right now. God. Yeah, yeah I mean physically. <laughs> I, emotionally, I'm very, very distant to both of you. Very distant. Rob, <laughs> Rob, I, I don't, I don't mean to sound sanctimonious. Yeah. But you are all I have right now. <laughs> Why do you always touch me when you? When no, you say sorry, sorry. Like that? that was wrong. That was wrong. I am all you have right now. They're hugging me. They're We're me. both hugging him right help, now. Help, 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 help. <laughs> They're touching me in my special spot. And that's right. Yeah. So basically, after drinking for five hours and we needed to do a podcast, this is where it's ended up. Yeah, it could. this could potentially go even further downhill. <laughs> but uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so, what's so about- this podcast of yours, mm-hmm. what do you usually do upon it? Well, we talk a bit about video games, uh, and then we often will discuss the various events in our lives. For example, um, you know, the things we're doing to traumatize our children. Uh, and then we wrap it all up with a fun quiz. A fun, a fun, well, we haven't been doing that much. I like how recently. Eric set us up for, like, the perfect segue. Mm, mm. And we just totally shout on him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he's a better podcaster than us, and this is literally his first podcast <laughs> ever. <laughs> Yeah, we're pretty bad at this. This, oh, yeah. this is an auspicious start. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Game Life Balance Australia. Uh, like, okay, so before we get into the video games part, I think we'll do the life part and then we'll take a bit of a break. Sure. Uh, All right. So life part, Rob, what have you been up to? Sure. Well, yeah, I suppose life stuff has been a big one for me today, especially with my daughter's um, second birthday. So maybe I can talk about about that so she was so has she officially entered the terrible twos yet yeah she became she became two um, about three days ago but today was her birthday party because you know it's the weekend now um yeah although to be honest the toddler behaviour started a few months ago um but toddler behaviour I don't necessarily mean you know her being like an awful difficult child but just yeah she was exhibiting that sort of uh assertiveness you know um because babies are not very assertive babies are more like you know, they just sort of drool and walk into things. They have but to take what yeah. comes to them, basically. <laughs> At some point, they, they, they realise, hey, if I shout and scream and things, then things happen. And I can do that, and like, and like, I can make it work for me. You know, there's that sort of realisation that... You're that, effectively, that you, you know, know terraforming your environment. Yeah, you can influence what happens around you. Um, and the main way of doing that is by um, either being very upset or pretending to be very upset. Um, and so <laughs> she's definitely, definitely doing that. Um, but you know, today was really fun. We had my family around, I had about a dozen people um, at the party, which is probably perfect because I don't really like human beings very much. And so 12 is about as many as I can handle at any one time. Uh, that was good. Uh, there was food. Um, there was... I'm sorry we couldn't make it. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, and, you yeah. Know, yeah. No, no, you had, you had to, the, the kids, you had to, you had to, I had to do it for the kids. The I was doing it for the kids. Harvesting think, their organs. Think of the children. Supple, supple organs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Those, those baby boomers aren't going to make it past 70 if we don't. We jam, you gotta jam a new liver into those those suckers, you know. You gotta <laughs> you give them a new gallbladder or two. No, so so by the time we found out about the party, unfortunately, we already had planned. Yeah. We had a friend come down from Sydney, mm-hmm. uh, which was really good to see. Um, so, are you finding like because as our listeners are aware, you've moved out fairly recently? Yes, we visited your house, and it was it's a very nice place. Yeah, it's actually you. quite big. Thank you. Yeah, it is. It is. It was quite large. Probably a little bit too big for me, but, you know, hey, whatever. I'm committed to a 12-month lease now, so... But the thing is that you also like minimalist, and the the bigger the space, the more minimalist you're going to be. So yeah. it's pretty fucking minimalist, I yeah. gotta say. The living room is good. I think the um, the living room needs something. Um, the study definitely feels a bit barren, and my bedroom is literally just a bed and a uh, bedside table. So I think some furniture 
is probably something I'm going to be thinking about um, over the next few months, as well as some pictures for the house. Fetishes are overrated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What I could always do is just, you know, get some bricks and some, like, you know, Mm. steal some bricks from a a building site. Some cinder blocks, even better. Milk crates for seats, Mm. you know. Yeah, now we're talking. Yeah, the student student life going. That Mm. first apartment look, Uh which we we crave so very much. Yeah, I'm I'm rubbing my hands at glee. (laughs) Because then, then I can just, you know, why mature when one can just constantly relive, relive one's early 20s? Oh, God. Um, we, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're all... They, they never end. No, the problem is that, like, we all knew each other in our early 20s and mm. it just did, what didn't go well. No. The early 20s didn't go well for anyone ever. No, I don't think, I don't think you can really claim to be an adult till you're in your 30s. I really, I really feel that's, that's, that's true. And then when you're 40, you'll go, no, man, I was so immature in my 30s. Mm, yeah. And then you're 60, then you're dead. Pretty much. Unless you get some of those sweet organs. Oh, yeah. Harvesting those organs. Yeah, just, get just, just hit get me up at glbaustralia at gmail.com if you want to get some organs. Uh, get on that sweet <laughs> organ gravy train. That's right. That's what we do with them. We make them into gravy. Yeah. Patreon.com slash glbaustralia. Oh, um, God. $5 a month gets you um, yeah, a fresh, yeah. fresh liver every month. What if someone signs up for that? $10 tier. Um, you get a brain. It, it ever had not a, a good, Not a good brain. You know, it might be a bit abnormal. It might be but a cambar it's, brain. It's like, it's like a steak and kidney pie, but yeah. without the steak. That's, that's basically what you get. What you it's get is just, a. It's just a kid on the side of a bit of pastry and you, you keep hammering. What you get is a bloody envelope in the, in the mail every week. <laughs> Along with some sweet GLB Australia swag. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, I was wearing the um, uh, the official Game Life Balance T-shirt today. Yeah, so it's, it's, I kept like saying, "Hey, if you want the Game Life Balance it's, T-shirt, it's, it's, you can't get it because I only made two. <laughs> what you need to do is download our JPEG, take, take that to your uh, your nearest um, purveyor of fine T-shirts, and uh, you basically get it for free yeah. minus the cost of making up a T-shirt. <laughs> Tell them that you are definitely the owner of this copyrighted material." And, uh, and you know, print to your heart's content. And if you want, if you want, on the back of the t-shirt, you can just put a few swear words and things like that. <laughs> so, know. fuck AC and roll. A few yeah, racial yeah. slurs, maybe some homophobic content. Yeah, uh, yeah that's all fine. Mod, mod the t-shirt like it's Skyrim. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know all about modern Skyrim, don't you, Robbie? Yeah, the, the, the bouncy boobs mod for our t-shirts is like, it's kind of redundant, really, when you think about it. Because <laughs> we're eating enough cheese and drinking enough booze these days that we're just taking care of that ourselves at this point, so... Look... I gotta say, like Rob, Rob, as my surgeon, you've 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 given me. I I was an A cup. Now I'm a G cup. Well, you know, think of how much more confident you feel in social settings now. You know, yeah, giving you the gift. I I frighten kids (laughs) from a distance of thirty feet now. Well done. Yeah, well, I'm glad. I'm glad I extended that from the 20 feet that it was so, previously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I used to I used to feel small, but then Game Life Balance happened to me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, for for those who are wondering what uh, the E-Man looks like, he's a fucking Viking. Yeah. He has long blonde and, might I say, very nice hair. It, it is a bit lustrous. very, very nice, <laughs> lustrous hair. He has a beard... And at home, he literally owns a helmet with a pair of horns on it. Do you have an axe, though? Do you do you own an axe? No, no. They like the reason why I look like a like a Viking and mm. have that helmet is for the football team. And mm. when mm. you go to a football stadium, they mm. actually inspect your bag. Uh. And when you have a steel axe, you see. Yeah. yeah. So I <laughs> they frown upon that. Do you do you work for the Penrith Panthers, sir? <laughs> it's like no, I work for the Raiders. Oh, come on through. We need all the help we can get. Well, that's that's true. Yeah. So we go for the Canberra Raiders, and 
boy, howdy, do they suck. They, they need everything they can get. Yeah, a steel axe wouldn't help them. Yeah, the Raiders, yeah, to be clear, they're, um, they're, they're uh, what would you call it? Their logo, I guess? Or their, what do you call it? Their, ma- their mascot, I guess? Victor. Yeah. Oh, Victor, is, Victor is, the Viking. He's a big Viking. Um, and it's Eric. Yeah, I think it's kind of similar to the, in the, in, in the United States. Um, they have a team called the Raiders, who I think may still exist. There's also the um, the Vikings. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So the Canberra is kind of like a cross between the Vikings and the Raiders, who they're mm. named after. The Vikings are what they look like. Mm. And then there's the color, which isn't like anything in America, which is that lime green. Lime, lime green. green. <laughs> yeah, with white and blue and yellow. I yeah. think it inspires, uh, you know... Um, fear. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say fear, heartfelt dedication, but certainly fear... Definitely. Um, when they see that green, that lime green hey. wall coming towards them, you might even call it a green machine. Hey, look, we'll hit ya, <laughs> hit ya, hit ya, and you'll see green. We even have our own theme song, too. So, we used to be really good uh, at rugby league. Which that, not that, us personally, that, we that's, 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 that's back when an entire state of Australia was not included in the competition. Yeah. So, we had all their players. <laughs> okay. So, we won a lot of games. Yeah. We were, we were quite good, uh, but... Yeah, the, the competition moved on and we didn't. Yeah. We yeah. suck. Yeah, the other team started in, like, that state and they took all that state's players. Victoria. And, they, yeah. and we didn't have their players and we started not winning and it sucked. Are we... Uh, is... is Okay. Are the Canberra Raiders... Like, I'm going to give, like, an analogy here. A, a US... A United States sports analogy. Based on my, my in-depth knowledge of United States sporting things. Yes. All things sports ball related. Yeah. Are the Canberra Raiders kind of like the New York Mets... You know, have the New York Mets ever won anything? Not for a very long time. Uh, are the New York Mets a real team? Because I would I probably think, answer false. I think they <laughs> haven't won in a very long time, but they yeah. may have won. I mean, the thing is, I don't know. I'm dancing on ice here. No, so Canberra Raiders were very popular in the late '80s and early '90s. We mm. did win a lot, win a lot of games. We still have, you know, we have good players, and sometimes we finish in the top. Sometimes eight. they might, you know, for example, stick their wiener into a dog's mouth. But that's fine. That's not. It's okay. all okay. It's all okay. Is, it's all okay. Is, also, something that actually <laughs> happened. I, I blame that incident on peanut butter. <laughs> it's a, it was Kraft's fault. It's Kraft. Look, Google Look, it. Yeah, no, don't Google it. For the so, love of God. So, okay. you'll get, if you're at work and you Google Canberra Raiders player with penis in dog's mouth, you'll probably get fired from work. Look, because this is a thing that happened... And I feel what like, the fuck is wrong with Al? I feel the need to explain carefully to our listeners what we're talking about. So Do we really? Yes. Is there any- because if they hear that and they don't get an explanation... Yeah, they're international listeners. You know, they, they, need they need context of this... Of this so, dog, what possible context of this, could you of give this, them? Of this thing that our legislative assembly actually made a crime after it happened. So... You I'm think gonna, you wouldn't need to make it a crime? I'm going to make this simple. I'm going to make yeah. simple for our listeners. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sportsmen are often not very good at things outside of the sports field. I, often, I, I never saw this coming. They often excel on the field of sport, but outside of the fielding of sports, they are less good at life. And one particular, gen- one particular gentleman, after a, a bit of a bender, a bit of a night on the town, if you will, may have, may have potentially... Um, placed his penile appendage. Uh, p- uh, no, 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 no. He, no, no. He may have been a sports ballman, <laughs> but he was never dumb enough to put his penile in the mouth of a dog. So what did he, he put his balls? Ah, thank you. Okay, sorry. The penile appendage was far. Was was was, was carefully cupped <laughs> at a distance. He only put one ball. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Let's be. Let's not. Let's not like blow this out of proportion or anything. 
<laughs> so in fairness to the man, oh God. a dog licked his balls and he took a photo of it. And, and, and then he put it on Twitter. And then he tweeted it or Facebooked it or something. Yeah, you, you see, he was at a party at his mate's place. And because he loved his mates and he, he was an Aussie, he decided that he would go to his mate's fridge, put peanut butter on his balls, get his mate's dog... And then, hallowed, and then, Aussie tradition. And then put put the ensuring chaos on Twitter because he loved his mates so much. Because this is Australia, and we're really that fucking bad. Yeah. yeah. Look, every time that I've done this, I've had the good sense to not put it on the Twitters. God. You, okay, for people who are wondering why Rob isn't on Twitter anymore, and there you fucking it go. Might, it may have something to do with it. So this this I thought this even may have happened on a rooftop somewhere as well. No, no, that was the other thing. This, <laughs> this, this, <laughs> this, this, it's a separate disgraceful incident. <laughs> so basically, if you're wondering why we lose in rugby league all the time, the roundabout reason is because that dog balls guy right? was the best guy we had. He was the number one. So, so the no, <laughs> the real was he number the, one. The real number one reason is Queensland. The number two reason is because we're really fucking dumb. <laughs> Okay, and I I like to go out there and say Canberra is the fucking Gallifrey of Australia. Like, we're the cultural part. We're the part who sits above everyone else like our dusty senators mm-hmm. and say, yes, we dictate how the rest of Australia works. Mm-hmm. Imagine how everyone else is. Well, yeah. well, the way they do is they hate us. And the standard response is, as a Canberran is, well, stop fucking electing people and send them here because we don't want them because they fucking suck. <laughs> but they don't stop. So I don't know what you want us to do. Dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Th- overthrow the government, seize the means of production. Sure. Yep. <laughs> and then make make us in charge. I'll be I'll be a commissar. There, there will be two <laughs> balls for every person and one jar of peanut butter. I vote for AC to be dictator for life. Uh, Eric can be in charge of the gas chambers of the concentration camps. <laughs> oh God. Uh, you know, no, 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 hey, no, 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 There's nothing racial going on. We're just going to kill all the enemies of the state. It's, there's nothing Rob, racial. Rob will be who, first who, tiger. Who is the enemy of the state? I need to well, know this. You know, as... the, the intelligentsia. Um... That's us. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. Because, but we're intelligentsia who are like for. We're like pro killing the other intelligentsia. So therefore, we're on the side of the people, right? Can I have my my name taken off this this byline? I will be political commissar, and I'll be responsible for making sure that everything that you're exposed to in the media is along party lines okay as as, as as proven by my excellent skills in making sure this podcast is always on message oh god so you know oh, I'm the man, no. I'm the man I'll, I'll take your word Eric. okay Eric you are a student at university segue how is that working out for you uh exams suck essays suck lectures suck tutorials suck lecture recordings suck assignments suck um this sounds like university to me. Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be back in 10 minutes. Oh Our time, not your time. <laughs> See ya.
So, if you're a good boy, if you're both good boys, mm-hmm. we're not. I'm going to give you when this podcast finishes. I'm going to give you a drumstick. <gasps> The ice cream. Sorry, both have emphysema. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> drumsticks in Australia are not like uh, delicious chicken deep fried uh, goodness. Uh, drumstick is a, or and it's not a percussion instrument either that no. you beat things with other things. Heaven forbid. Uh, it is a type of ice cream which is like in a cone with like laid in chocolate yes. with yes. like nuts and chocolate topping on top. Mm. And these used to be part of the more expensive range of ice creams you could buy. They were deluxe. They were the deluxe ice creams. They were like the the thing you'd pay $2 for. I think they cost now like $3 or $4 or something. Anyway, we went to our local supermarket the other day. Mm -hmm. And we saw them $24 for $50. Dean Dollary Doos. I don't even have 24 fingers, man. I mean, like, come on. How can you count that many ice creams? <laughs> just, How? It may as well be infinite ice cream. It may as well have made the sign infinite ice cream. That is dollars. exactly what happened. And that is why we looked at it. We bought it. We got it home and we went, oh, shit. I don't think we have enough room in our freezer for 24 Trump sticks. So you threw the steak into <laughs> the bin and you threw the chicken out the door and you kicked the turkey down the street. And you... I have seen this freezer and it's like the undertale level where the dog necks are not that long then there's a lot of dog necks and they're all broken and stuff that's his freezer basically you open the freezer and it's just a whole bunch of because they're all wrapped in silver it's like a whole bunch of silver shards yeah. everywhere yes and don't tell me it doesn't look magnificent, boys. I have it, never seen a finer freezer in all my life. And you don't even like ice cream that it much. Like and it looks damn, fucking fine. A glittering crystal cavern of deliciousness. And if, if, if you are good boys... I, I have a nostalgia for games I have not even played. Just from him opening his freezer in front of me. <laughs> that's, that's probably more creepy than anything else. But that is a good segue because if you go, if you boys are good, I'll give you a drumstick. Uh-huh. And what games have you been playing lately, Robert the Bailey? Okay, well, um, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Oh, fuck no. you! No, no. You said you had a new no, game, no, Rob. No, no, no. Tell, no, no. tell us what what is no. the plot of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds? Okay. Because uh, I have not played a single okay. round of it. Right. So, uh, all right. So there's. Um, you had to do it. You had to ask him. Yeah, I want to know. Okay, so um, right, a rich billionaire. Um, has owns an island, right? Nice. And um, then um, from all around the world, um, martial artists come to test their skills. Um, but they also have to fight. Um, I've seen this movie. Yeah, they also have to fight um, um, people from another dimension. Um, the Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, it's a lot like that, but different. So <laughs> I'm going to end this discussion right now with I am not a number. I am a free man. Rob, what have you been playing lately? And Christopher Lambert comes along and he's pretending to be, he okay. to be an Asian man. Okay, I'm, I'm in now. As soon as you said Christopher Lambert, I'm in. Yeah. I'm fucking in. And he's convincingly Asian. There can be only uh, one. <laughs> because, because he was such a convincing Scotsman. Yeah, because right. this guy... This guy with he's got a range. French, he's got a French I, accent I was such he, a con- he was the Scotsman in Japan getting a Japanese bath. I mean, like, if that isn't authentic, I don't know what is. He's just teaching... He just... Con- you know what? He's just such a good actor that he can just play any culture, really. Um, like, are you scared? Co- co- are you scared, cousin? <laughs> cousin Carter? No, I'm not. I'm fucking French. No, no, wait. <laughs> anyway. So, okay, I was playing- so Highlander is played by a French man and it is still a fantastic movie. Rob, what have you been playing? I have been playing a video game called Sunless Sea. Now... The hell? 
yes. I've heard of that. Yes, it's a game that you may have heard of. So nope. what happened was <gasps> I went... So AC, let me... Let, pre- prepare to have your mind blown. So I, um, I realized that it was Halloween recently. And I usually, usually, I will play a spooky game for Halloween. But then I had this brilliant idea that Steam might potentially have a Halloween sale. And I went on Steam <gasps> and, and gosh golly, I was right. They did have a Halloween sale. And I was going to buy a proper spooky game. You know, something where a monster murders you or something. Or where teens have sex and then get their heads ripped off or something like that. You know, I good, like the first Good part. wholesome fun. Uh, but Christopher then I, Lambert likes yeah. the second half of that. But then I saw that Sunless Sea, which is a game that I wanted to buy for a long time, was on sale. Part of that, that Steam sale. Not really much of a Halloween game, but a game I've wanted for a long time. It was like six bucks, so I was like, hells to the year, yeah. as, the, as, the, as the millennials like to say. So, you bought uh, it. What kind of game is it? So, <clears throat> it is basically a... Um, it's kind of like a free-form storytelling kind of a game. It's, a very, it's very hard to describe. But I will try to describe it to you. Is it a text Tell adventure? Us. No, it is not a text adventure. Okay, good. Although, you, although you, there is a lot you, of text. Are you eaten by a guru? No. At any point. A guru? Yeah. You should know a what a guru is. What's a guru? Oh, no. What, AC, what is a guru? <laughs> okay, so there's this game called Zork. Okay, right, okay, yes. No, it's not a text adventure. <laughs> I know what Zork is, I just know what a guru is. Because um, I haven't played Zork, I just know of it. Which I think is plenty, really. Um, Your mission, if you choose to accept it, and even if you fucking don't, mm, you mm. have to play Zork. I don't think I do have to play Zork. It's, it's on a webpage now. I yeah. don't think I do have to play Zork. No, um, I mean, you don't have to, but we're going to make What is it like, you know, pick up the hamburger and then make it into a key and then open the door. Oh, you, you can't do that because you have to pick up, you have to, you have to place get, not pick up or something. Anyway, text adventures are fun. They're a thing. Um, don't don't open up Zork now. Don't do, do not do not do not open up Zork. My computer cannot handle Zork. <laughs> That's right. And record a podcast at the same time, Eric. Uh, so what this game is? Okay. So okay. Um, I should probably describe the plot of the game first because it's sort of central to the to the game. So you are a captain of a boat. Yeah. So you're a captain of a boat in this in this fiction. It's set in this sort of like weird steampunky 19th century setting where apparently London. At some point, and I don't know, I do not, I'm not familiar with this fiction, okay? There's a bigger fiction that this game is part of. London has fallen through the Earth's crust for some reason. I don't know why. Underneath the Earth's crust, it turns out there is a giant sea that no one knew about that is called the, the Sunless Sea because there is no sun. So it's basically like pitch black down there and there's just this big ocean full of spooky monsters and weird sea monsters and freaky times down there, right? Makes sense, yep. It's kind of got like a... That sounds like England in winter. It's yes. Like... <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. It's, it's pretty similar. It's kind of got that, um, you know, uh, like... God, why can't I think of the guy's name? That sort of Cthulhu thing going for it, you know? Um, well, who was the author? Help me out here. Oh, uh, Gene Rattenbury. No. <laughs> no, that's very wrong. Um, God anyway, damn it. the Cthulhu guy. Okay, yeah, so yeah. it's got that kind of a vibe, that kind of like psychological horror, yep, um, yep. cosmic horror stuff. HL something. Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah, Lovecraft. yeah, it was R.L. Stein. Okay, so, yeah. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. No spooky author, R.L. RL Stein. So you are basically... The, the way this game works is you are the captain of a ship. And it's a kind of a point-and-click kind of a way the interface. Adventure? Yeah. So your ship starts in sunken London or fallen London or whatever it is. Everyone who's a big fan of this game is now like tearing their hair out at my terrible, terrible explanation of the plot. You um, you pick your character. You, I think you see how frustrating. I'm trying to explain a very difficult game, a very like complex game, right. and you're just like, hurry up and get to the good stuff. Is it a strategy? No, it's not a strategy game. It's, is it it's a platformer? A, it's a role playing type of game. Is okay, it, it is sucks. It, is it? Is it? I hate you so much. Is I hate it? You're very soul. Is it? Is it? Is it? I don't have soul. 
Is it is it a roguelike? No. Some might call it. Some might call it a rogue. I mean, look, I don't think of it as a roguelike. But some may call it. Some may call it a roguelike. Who is the some? Basically, um, the entire review spectrum. Fools on... and idiots. <laughs> no, no. Look, it does. It does have some roguelike elements because it has permadeath and 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 so forth. Um, <laughs> yeah. To me, a roguelike game is is like, are you is it are you an at symbol? Are the enemies letters of the keyboard? Is the is the map made up of um, you know uh, keyboard symbols? Basically, that that to me is a roguelike because um, it's like oh, so. So you want to yeah, play ASCII, dwarf dwarf fortress? Uh, yeah, dwarf fortress is a true roguelike. I'm I'm, an, I'm really angry this is this where stuff. this is going, isn't it? It's just going all the way back to dwarf fortress. Yeah. So what I'm really saying, red is dwarf that... singing in public fortress. Well, I was really excited to talk about a game that I think is important. If only, <laughs> but if instead these two had aligned. It what games have you been playing, Eric? Every, every, every <laughs> planet in the solar system would have been in a single line. You had your chance. You had your chance. I think right. I've decided that I'm not going to bother talking about All right, 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 right. All right, go. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Because I had this idea that it might be good to talk about a game I actually think is worth talking about. Okay, talk then. Um, and actually describe properly. <laughs> I, I have been interested in this game for a while, so I am keen. So the way it works is you start by creating your character, and it gives you a bunch of options around like the background of your character, like what they were like growing up as a kid, etc. So you could be like, for example, you could say, well, my background is a street urchin, or you could say my background is... Uh, like the crew member of a ship or something like that. Can I be a real urchin? Um, you... C- Shut no. up, Eric. <laughs> Momentarium, Eric. I can mute you if, if I need to. You can... You Rob, can, keep talking. You can have your own headcanon where you're an urchin if you want. Um, headcanon, you can go nuts with it. Uh, yeah, so basically you create this character. And I'm just losing all in- interest in talking about this game. I know, no, I want to hear about it. It's a good game. There you go, full stop. <laughs> oh, god damn it. No, you've ruined it. It's done. I'm sorry, I'm out. I tried. I tried to bring you back, Rob. I tried to give you an out. But you were, like, talking about, like, like dwarves of the red variety and seeing their theme. <laughs> this podcast is done. I'm out. I think this is the last episode right. of this podcast. All right. So, games we have been playing. So, I am the lucky owner of a Nintendo Switch. And I'm also, for some reason, someone who doesn't buy Nintendo games. So I have been playing other games on the Nintendo Switch. Mainly... If you say the fucking words, Star and then Dew and then Valley, I am walking the fuck out. Okay. I have you have zero played... tolerance for any game that isn't made by Nintendo. <laughs> Basically, like, have... was, it, was Mario in it? Then it sucks. <laughs> was there a Zelda? Was there a Link? <laughs> No. Well then, fuck you. That well, game sucks shit. Well, I That's was basically your answer. Wait, hey, Sonic is included. <laughs> All right, Sonic Two. Then, All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I I was going to buy Zelda, but Nintendo learnt my plans. <laughs> it was leaked to them, and so they announced a new edition of Zelda. So I have to. I leaked that. it. God likes, damn it! He likes leaking. I'm leaking so, right now. You might want to wash your shoes. So, I've been playing a number of games on the Nintendo Switch, which is actually really cool as a 35-year-old gamer. So, um, I've been playing Voez, which is a touchscreen-only game. So, I've actually had to slide the Joy-Cons off and actually hold the Switch, which is actually really fucking bulky compared to an iPad Mini. Um, But uh, that's actually been really fun because I played lots of rhythm games and all of them in crap except for like Rock Band and Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. And this one is actually, the music isn't that bad. 
and the actual gameplay, the, the flicking and the holding in the slides is actually kind of engaging. Hmm. So I've just been doing like the usual give, rhythm game thing where you go for a song and if you don't 100% it, you just do it again until you 100% it. And for some reason that's actually been engaging, possibly because I've been playing it in lieu of writing essays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's, always, but, that's a university life. Makes yep. games more fun, but but it has been well worth the money I spent. So that's Voas. It also has a Nintendo Switch icon that isn't terrible, like that Snake game I bought when I bought a Switch, which fucking sucks. What Snake game is that? It's called Snake Pass, and you are, it is a navigation game. We have to get. All these little, you have to get three main baubles to progress the level, but there's also all these Eric, other collectible did, did baubles. Did someone just sell you fucking LSD in an alleyway and say this is a great fucking the week, Switch game? The week I bought my Switch, there was a sale on, and I was like, holy fucking shit, a Nintendo sale. <laughs> so basically... Wait, 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 like, wait, wait a minute. Reggie Fiesenberg was in the alley going, hey man, you're gonna fucking like this. Yeah, Some yeah. LSD. But they asleep at the wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why did they let games... Why did they let the games go on sale? They, they let Reggie... They let Reggie go for it, and he did. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a terrible mistake. Don't they know that people will buy the games no matter how much they cost? But, 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 yeah, but yeah, didn't sell yeah, you pizza. So, but yeah, because so, I got some but good yeah, pizza I, for you. But yeah, I bought Snake Pass, and it was on sale, so it yep. didn't cost that much, because it was like a 50% sale. Yeah, and it was cheap to begin with, so I had a lot of fun. And then they released this update, and it changed the icon of Snake Pass from being like a Switch icon to being a I'm a derp snake icon. And mm. after that... <laughs> derp snake after that <laughs> sorry stuck on that. also <laughs> after that I ran out of levels that were easy to do and were hard to do and the game is not actually fun when it's hard right, right okay yeah I know exactly the type of game you're talking about mm. so mm. you have actually been playing Stardew Valley yes mostly do you have a wife no they... do, you have a, do you have a husband no are what you... are you doing with your time? Okay, okay. Like, I went to Stardew Valley. Yep. And there's this town. Yep. Everything, everyone in the town. Yep. Fucking sucks. <laughs> this is... Okay, this ex- sounds exactly like our high school tales all over again. Except I mean, like, you end up with me. I mean, like, I'm quietly trying to farm my ass off here. And yeah. also mine at the same time. And fish yeah. at the same time. There's a lot to do. And... <laughs> There's, I get this letter saying there's a spring dance. I'm like, okay, I'll go, I'll go to the spring dance. I mean, like, fuck it, I'm farming and shit. Mm. I've got lots of money, and I'm like, I'm, I'm leveling up, and I've got a sword, and I've got like lots of bat wings. <laughs> you probably fucking... shouldn't have killed everyone at the dance with the sword. No, no, no I go to the bat dance, and like, no one wants to dance with me. I'm like, well, what did you ask me here for? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is this? Because you haven't been giving the girls like, flowers like, and like, talking to them. Every like, day like if you want to dance. Don't fucking invite me to the dance so that you can tell me that you don't want to dance with me. This really is like high school this again, is isn't like it? High school. <laughs> this is, I've had high school discos like this. Yeah. I don't like. I didn't buy a switch to go to high school again. Hey, Eric, I would have asked you to dance <laughs> if, if Stardew had multiplayer. Then, oh, baby, we would have been in. Oh yeah, we would have danced. We would have been singing the Red Dwarf theme all night long. Hey DJ, can you play that Red Dwarf theme again, please? <laughs> oh, sunshine. Oh, it's cold yeah, outside no, and there's just... no kind of atmosphere. That's right. It gets a slow dance song. It gets the it gets the romance juices flowing. So, so, so every... are you enjoying your time with Stardew Valley? Well, every time I go to the town, it sucks. Um, <laughs> but the rest is okay. Okay, so basically, you want to become a farmer. Yeah, yeah. So I without the effort of becoming a farmer, no, no, no. It takes a lot of effort to become a farmer because you have a watering can, 
And unlike real farmers in the real world, <laughs> that have irrigation you systems. have to you have to pick up this little watering can. High five. <laughs> I don't know why I got high five in. You have to get this little tiny watering can. Yeah. And you have to go and you have to go to every little plot. Yeah. And you have to wrinkle the water. Yeah, that's right. It's important. And, and you worry. have to spend half the day doing this. Yeah. And you have to spend half your energy doing this. And mm-hmm. I mean, like, in Stardew, you have a limited amount of energy. If you run out of energy, you turn into, like, me when... <laughs> You turn into a uh, a Viking, <laughs> and like I don't play games to be me. I play games to be people who only take two hours to walk to town and not eight. <laughs> Eric lives kind of far outside of town. I have good news for you, though, Eric. You can you can eventually buy sprinklers. You can actually you can actually progress from let's say like Mesopotamian era farming to like something approaching the modern. <laughs> It's like, you go from Sumerian system of, like, watering can, every little potato plant but needs you, a little drop. But, you, but yeah, because, because yeah. the alternative to playing Stardew Valley was writing an essay, mm-hmm. I played a lot of Stardew, despite that, <laughs> and eventually I got a quest from a villager called Maru, and she was like, go give me shit, and I went and I got her shit, and she was like, hey, I'm not going to treat you like garbage, and I was like, this is oddly fulfilling. <laughs> <laughs> So I think Maru is now your like your waifu in this game. Uh, I have a total of four hearts with her. Nice. So so um, what what is what is Maru's personality type? Is she the goth? Is she the, she the prissy? Is, is she, she the... is the scientist yeah. who pays no attention to you or anyone else. Like if you hold her beaker for her and her test tubes for her, she will be like thanks, mm-hmm. and that is better than the rest of the town. <laughs> She is the, she's kind of like the, she's like the nerdy one, I would say. Yeah. Rob, did mm. you play Stardew Valley? I did play Stardew Valley. I remember you talking about... I did. And who did you get with? I ended up going for the, the blonde bimbo one. Yes, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I've, mm-hmm. I've, every time I give her something, <laughs> she tells me I'm disgusting, so I'm just gonna not give her stuff. And oh, the, reason I, the reason I went with the blonde bimbo one was purely because I realised that she liked the flowers that you can find literally everywhere, and I was like, great, easy in. Okay. I, I, kept, I kept giving her useful and valuable stuff, and she kept... Oh god, there are so many things I can say right now, but I really, really shouldn't. What about giving women gifts and things like that? Yeah. Yeah, but, sure, but, but, but yeah, And because, because Maru lives in Romance this... Romance tips, I see, because Maru lives in this like scientist commune mm. with uh, near the mine you have to go to because in, in um, if you want to build anything useful on the farm you need ore and if you need ore and you have no money because you don't know how to farm um, because like if you read anything about Stardew Valley there's people saying like oh it's summer in year one and I have two million jewel and you, but you're a yeah. new player and you have like no jewel like absolute zero jewel <laughs> yeah. and uh, so every time you walk past there and that's the scientist community because they all stand by the lake and go like hmm this lake is interesting yeah they're studying the local fauna or some crap and, and like as far as I can tell the mother of that family yeah. family she keeps them supplied with food and shelter because you have to pay her every time you want to build a chicken coop that's right yes yeah that's right she's weirdly she's in charge of like upgrading your uh, your animal stalls and stuff. you know science stuff yeah that's, yeah yeah so just not hundred yeah, percent clear yeah, on this one. Yeah, yeah. But I'm so, just gonna so, accept so it. So you don't go to town at all because the town is full of people who suck. But you walk past <laughs> this house that's full of scientists 
the chicken coop lady. Eric, the... you have not changed since high school. I'm ready to put that out there right now. And you didn't and... come to high school because everyone sucked. And also, this dude who lives in a tent. And yeah, he's he... cool. Yeah, and like he's he's the nicest guy in the town, Seriously. mainly because he doesn't live in the town. That's right, and they all fucking hate him. They're all like, "Go away, you dirty bum! Get out, go away! Why are you? What are you doing in town? You smell. Yeah, go back yeah, to your tent." Yeah, so eventually, I found a cluster of people who weren't terrible. I mean, like, I did get this weird speech from the guy who's the father of Maru, Demetrius, mm-hmm. and he was like. Like, hmm, she's got a bright future. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> don't get her pregnant. And I'm like, and I'm like, I don't know. I just fucking walked in to buy a, buy a fucking chicken coop. I don't know what the fuck happened. I just want to like have paint my chicken coop. I just want two more cows. I don't. Know. <laughs> Why are you giving me this? Lecture? Can you get people pregnant? Oh god, I think I think there may be a children thing in this game. Can you get Maru? Well, pregnant? certainly in Harvest Moon, which is this game is heavily derivative from, you can get kids. So I'm expecting you can get kids in this game too. I I am not that far. I am winter year one, and also I am bad at the game, so I have no money <laughs> and no buildings and no equipment in year one. So <laughs> do you want me to tell you? Do you want me to tell you something that could potentially ruin the game for you, like it did for me when I found out about this? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Or should I should keep it to myself. You may already know this, so spit it out. out. There is actually no end to this game; it is endless. Like there is no, there's no year limit. You can there's like there's okay. You can take as long as you want. That 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 I assumed was was fine because if there was a year limit, I would be pissed. Because in in Harvest (laughs) Moon, because I'm I'm so bad at the game, it would take me a long time. (laughs) See, my expectations for this game were set by Harvest Moon, which has a two year (coughs) limit. So you have to get everything you want to do done in two years, which gives you this real pressure that you have. Like, hey, I have to. I have to do all this shit. I have to like, like get married or whatever. I have to like your little personal goals you set for yourself. You have mm. to complete in two years. When I realized in Stardew Valley that I could just take my damn time with it, mm. I sort of just lost interest in the game, and I haven't really played it Ooh, since. Yeah, because I was just like, well, what's the point? This is basically a treadmill, you know. Um, but that, it kind of it's one of those moments where you see through the looking glass and realize that the games really are just a waste of time. Mm. It was like, I was like, damn, I really am just yeah. like watching my life ebb away when I play this game. That, so, um, speaking of life's ebbing away, Rob, I'm actually <laughs> curious to hear about your game that you've been playing sure. recently okay. now. I actually want to hear about all right, it. All right, all right, all right. Maybe, just, maybe just a human. Just, just, just a bit. Come so, on. the important thing about this game is that you're a sea captain. The un, the, the, uh, the sunless the, sea, sunless sea yeah. is um, this sort of big black expanse. Imagine a big map, and you've got London in like one corner. Or so wherever. it has all of London. No, no, just it's just a little like a little port that you dock at. You, oh, okay. When you right. when your ship arrives, there you click on it, and then it opens up this sort of menus. So a lot of the a lot of the gameplay is actually like just selecting men like options in menus. So that part of the game is a bit like a text adventure. Um, the sort of key mechanic of the game is that you are exploring the Sunless Sea with your ship's captain. The captain will probably die at some point because you're not very good at the game when you start playing it. Mm. Uh, when your captain dies, then you have another captain who comes along who is kind of like either the heir of the previous captain in a kind of a rogue um, rogue legacy style. So not like the first mate or, or anything. Or yeah, or you can choose to be like one of the crew from the previous ship. Or you can choose to be just like someone who is corresponding with the captain, like someone who's a friend of the captain of the previous ship. Uh, and the conceit is that in any when you start a new game... The game basically is creating this map. It randomly it randomly sorts where the islands and features of the of this underground sea are, 
And then with every captain, how do I? It's hard to describe, but when your captain dies, you start with a new captain. Um, you can't see everything that that previous captain explored, but all the locations are still where they were with the previous captain. So the the map is randomly generated, but then set for a game. A, and a game in inverted commas. So you just see like points on the map, yeah. but you don't know what the outline. No, looks no, no, like. no. You don't. The, the map is pitch black again. So when oh, you start okay. a new captain, or one of the options you can pick when your captain dies is to be the heir. And I think if you pick heir, then you get their chart, which means that you the map from the previous captain is exposed. So whatever that previous captain has explored, you can see. Um, if you pick that particular option because you've inherited their chart, um, but it, you can just use your memory to kind of remember vaguely where things were. I mean, okay. the important thing is that if you go fuck this game, I'm going to start a whole new game in inverted commas, then it randomly generates a whole new map for you. You start with a new captain and everything's not where it So how was. far into this game are you? Um, I've played probably about five or six, seven or eight hours. Just around, yeah, probably less than ten, I'd say. Um, can you name yourself? Like, do you have yeah, your you can, own kind yeah, of Yeah, you name, name your guy or girl. Um, you can pick, like, a little silhouette to represent them. Like, they don't have, like, they don't have full portraits, but you can pick a silhouette. And they're, they're cool 19th century types with like like top hats and pipes and things like can that. Can you... I don't uh, know how I would get out of like calling myself Dread Pirate Roberts. Sure, yeah. I mean, you can call yourself whatever you want. I think I called myself Robert <laughs> of Canberra for the first one. Oh, God. Um, Close enough. Because, wow. I, because I knew that he would be like the... He would be like the, the first... Because I've played a lot of games like this. He would be like the... Eventually, he'll be this like long forgotten ancestor, you yeah. know, and then there'll be all these other captains that came after him. Um, so I thought, have this sort of mythical figure, Robert of Canberra, and then all the other ones. And then I think my new guy is called, like, something really generically piratey, like... Um, so Long John of the Silvers? Yeah, something <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like Marty McLongshanks or something, you know. Um, <laughs> Long Schlong McDong? Yeah, so may as well be, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, the way the game works is you, you explore this, this sea. Um, you, go to, you go to these little ports, these little islands and weird ports. And it's kind of like the Odyssey, if you've ever read or seen anything based on Homer's Odyssey, where it's just a bunch of weird, freaky islands full of weird freaks, basically. <laughs> they and really did give the, each freak their own island. Yeah, the yeah basically, that's right. Every, every freak has their own island. You turn up and, you know, maybe there'll be an island full of, I don't know, cannibals or something. But you don't know the cannibals until you sort of engage with them a bit. Or there might be a creepy mansion on an island full of, like, strange... Like, a family of strange people. And you don't know what the deal is. Have you visited um, the island of Nymphomaniacs yet? No, I haven't found... I'm still looking for that, you see. <laughs> I'm very interested in finding that island. Um, is, is that possibly the ultimate goal of the game? Well, the, the goal is, weirdly, to sort of, like... It's to kind of just to keep going. The game is to kind of... I think the go- ultimate goal is... Okay, so each captain has their own little quest. Yeah. So depending on what you pick in that character generation sequence that determines what your your captain's quest is so for example the guy i'm playing as now just wants to get filthy rich so i chose the guy i'm playing now is my second captain i chose him to be the like a crew member of my first captain whose ship pretty much got stranded in the middle of nowhere with no fuel and then they were starved to death <laughs> um, and then i at some point I, at some point i hit like abandoned ship yeah. which basically ends the game oh, okay and I, in my like head cannon this guy was like the first mate or something who managed to make it back to London on like a life raft or something, right? Was now, that actually what happened? Or no, no, I'm just, just making that up. Yeah, but I just, okay. but I did pick he was a member of the crew, and given ah, that, given okay. that that crew, yeah. d- you know, had a terrible fate, it makes sense that he somehow made his way back. Um, every crew. So, in addition to your your dude, you have like a number of just generic crew that are basically like hit points for the the ship. So when you get you know 
in combat, you'll lose crew. So basically your crew are like your hit points. But there's also these like characters that have portraits that are randomly generated as well. There's, there's probably hundreds of different crew member characters that you can kind of recruit. And um, every captain starts with one randomly picked crew member. And there's different crew slots. Like there's a surgeon's slot, right? And there's, there might be like... I don't know how many like random different kinds Is of surgeons. Is there like a traitor one who can like totally fuck you There's over? One, like, I, my first guy in my... So my original crew... This might give you some idea. My original crew was uh, myself. Yep. Ca- uh, Captain Robert of Canberra. There was um, the the a surgeon whose name was... Um, I think it was like competent surgeon or like passable surgeon or like... <laughs> no, it was convincing surgeon. Oh, convincing. Like he the, seems the like... The He seems like he knows what he's doing. And then the text when you mouse over it is like... You know, he, it seems like he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I think I know what a gallbladder looks yeah. like. And each character has a little, has secrets and stories to them, and oh, you yeah. can talk to them and kind of like figure out what they want. And a lot of the a lot of these characters will have like a goal. So take them to this particular place. If you find the place where they want to go, then you know good things. There was also a mascot on the ship, and my mascot was I think it was something like an emaciated weasel or like a. It was definitely some kind of like rodentia, like a like a. A limp ferret or something like that, <laughs> and you cl- and then okay. you're just lying on the ground, and you click on it, you click on him, and he's like, "Oh God, you want to play with me? Oh, how boring!" Like, <laughs> limp weird. ferret. They've got these little like little yeah. you know characters to them, right? That sounds that sounds fun. And the so is there an end game to this? Is there, well, like, is there said, like an ultimate goal? The end game is to complete the the quest of an individual character, and that depends on what you pick. So my guy wants to get super rich. So there's a there's a I have. For this particular guy, he has to make a certain amount of money and then retire into like a, a nice house in London. So kind um, of dread pirate Roberts esque so yeah, in, in a way. I have to basically go out there, make a lot of money through like trade or adventuring or you know, question mark. And then um and then like come back to London and buy a nice mansion type place to retire in, and then you write your memoirs, etc. And that would that would probably I imagine be, you know, you you have one, you know. But those goals are very lofty. Um, my first guy's goal I can't remember what it was but I, I made a lot of really bad mistakes early on like wasted a lot of fuel um, because every th- when your ship's moving across the ocean it uses up fuel and even like using the light on your ship that lights up the pitch black of the sunless sea uses up fuel no, there's also sense, an yeah. important mechanic which is terror there's no wind down there is there no it's all the steam you're all kind of like driving these like steamships yeah okay that makes um, sense because like wind is yeah. free steam is not and it, you basically it's basically top down it kind of looks like a like an RTS kind of interface um, so really, I'm guessing the, the graphical interface is fairly basic it's pretty basic it's point and click stuff yeah. and like there'll be monsters that look like you know uh, like gi- giant crabs of a mainly what I've been fighting they're pretty freaky um, but you can blow them up with your ship's cannons it's got this little kind of mechanic where you're the cannon has a certain arc that it can turn and oh, yeah. so you have to like maneuver your ship so that it can face the enemy and then fire your guns and stuff but yeah there's this mechanic called terror which is basically like you know a measure of how freaked out you and your crew are and when the, the further you travel into the into the sea the, the worse your terror gets and turning your light off for example makes your terror go up really quickly so you want to turn you want to keep your light on there are certain spots that are lit up like, like glowing seaweed or yeah like lamp, lamps that are like stuff, sort of yeah. like buoys that have been set up like not as in a boy but in a b-u-o-i yeah a b-u-o-y yeah. um and so when you're near those you know you turn your light off because you don't need to waste your fuel but when you're out in the in the depths you have your lamp on at all times but even then your, your cruise terror will slowly increase and when freaky things happen to you this is kind of the horror element of the game is that You'll encounter weird, freaky things, you know. Um, I went to the City of the Dead, um, where people... Because there's some... Again, I'm sort of just scraping the surface of the lore of this game. There's a really deep 
lore behind this game. Apparently, people who live in this in this world, like underneath the earth, the surface of the earth, like can't die or something. They just get really, really old and emaciated, and then they get really sick, but they can't actually die. So when you get to that sort of state where your just body's falling apart, and you just want to like give it up, you go to this like sort of tomb city. And they're all wrapped in bandages like mummies and stuff. So I transported this guy to the tomb city because he wanted to go there, you know. Mm. And there's this whole little plot line of, like, what happened when he arrived there. I think there are different... Op- like, it can go different ways. It's all randomly generated. So perhaps perhaps the guy, you know, um, has some, like, weird past that he's trying to escape. Or maybe he's not actually sick at all and he's a criminal who's trying to, like, you know, get away from the authorities and he's just pretending to be, to be one of these, like, you know... Uh, uh, you know, sick ridden. So, people. do you think you'll stick with this game? Are you gonna? Keep- yeah, I'm really interested to see what else it has to offer because there's so much. There's a lot of story. There's a lot of you're reading a lot of text. It's all told through text. That's one of the one of the things that might be a real um, stumbling block for people is that it's a lot of reading, and it reminds me a lot of a choose your own adventure book in some ways. Um, so, Eric, yeah. now that you've heard about what it's like, do you want to play this game yourself? Uh, it's been on my Steam wish list, I think, for a while. Mm. But um, it's kind of on that kind of like I kind of like some some sort of likes and not others. Mm. Mm. So if I had it, I would play it, and if I don't, I'd be like, mm, I'd wait for a sale. Mm. So that kind, it's in that kind of zone for me. Yeah, I'm just definitely uh, waiting for a sale. Is it is it recent? Like, yeah, how, how much like, are you talking about at the moment? It's, it was, I think it came out about two or three years ago. I want to say um, it's. I think it's around the like fifteen twenty buck mark full price, really? um, but really? I got it for I got it for six bucks. Um, yeah, on sales, that's, not, so. that's not bad. Yeah, it, um, it, it and Darkest Dungeon came out about the same time. Yeah, okay, no Darkest, yeah. Dungeon, and it's got that yeah. similar kind of vibe, that kind of like you know, like RPG with like a lot of psychological horror stuff going on. So, yeah, I mean, I can talk about it for a lot longer, but uh, yeah, I really liked it, and it does have that that choose your own adventure like game book quality to it and I read a lot of game books growing up so I really enjoy that I remember that yes. I remember you were a big choose your own adventure fan especially yeah. like you you had dog-eared pages of where you should turn and where you shouldn't and yeah absolutely and you liked meeting the dragon <laughs> even if you got eaten by the dragon you liked seeing or at least getting it. up to them yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. I'm really enjoying that so what about you AC you've been playing games I have been playing one game one game has come out and you were speaking about Odysseys before mm-hmm. and the Odyssey oh. and yes. the Iliad and mm-hmm. fuck all that because Mario Odyssey came out <laughs> can I just ask you does Mario Odyssey have anything at all to do with the Odyssey is it like in any way tangentially like related to, to you like, what Oh, you all good news, is, everyone. Is there a no, nothing at all? <laughs> is, there a, is there an island where a sexy witch turns all your friends into pigs and stuff? Uh yes, but not in Mario Odyssey. <laughs> Damn it! Okay. That's just I have to look for that that island myself in my own time. <laughs> look, Mario Odyssey came out. Um, yeah, it has been getting really good feedback. Uh, it's really weird because the average man on the street says. This game is fucking amazing. It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. And then there are like seasons game journalists who go, ah, it's not what I wanted out of a Mario game. It's like not as good. It's really good, but it's not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you fucking want out mm-hmm. of a Mario game? Because like Zelda reset in a lot of ways, but not every way, how mm-hmm. you play a Zelda game. It was completely open world, more so than any other open world game I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You can go wherever you want, do whatever you want. You can go almost anywhere in the game. You can go to the last boss almost immediately if you so choose. Yeah, yeah. Mm. This Mario game 
is good for people who like Mario. Mm. It doesn't blow the formula out of the water because mm. it's like if you do that to a Mario game, I don't think anyone wants to play that. People yeah. want to play Mario. Yeah. Because yeah. Zelda games have a lot of variety in them. Yeah. Uh, and Mario games appeal to a much wider audience. Mm. Mm. And this adds a lot to the Mario formula. Like, people always... I make fun of Mario 64 a lot. I didn't enjoy Mario 64 I because the camera controls shat me to tears. Mm. And people say, oh, it was an early, you know, 3D game. And that's fair enough. I completely understand. I agree with that. Mm. Like, technically, it is a wonderful game. I just found it almost unplayable because of the way that it just didn't refine... It's camera controls. Yeah, the camera controls in N64 yeah, were pretty I bad. I found it yeah. really... It just kept trying to auto-correct and would put me off course. And mm. it just, like... There are only so many frustrating dips into lava you can take. Yeah. That's fair enough. You know, it was early technology. Uh, Mario Sunshine I played a bit. And that game was just like a... Basically like an early 2000s... Like, don't do graffiti, kids. Like, cleaning up graffiti is cool. <laughs> it's like your mum giving you a lecture. Yeah, yeah. And it just wasn't that fun. Mm, okay. Uh, and this feels like the true, like, successor to all of the three Mario games. It's like, yes, we did it. We got it right. Mm. This is a true odyssey, and that is what it truly is. Okay. Uh, there are so many kingdoms around the globe. You even go to the moon... Even after you finish the story mode and you rescue the princess, there is that's basically half the game, and then you go to the next half of the game, right? Which is more challenging, and there are more moons, which I think there are eight hundred and thirty-six collectible in all, maybe a bit more. Right. So you're collecting these moons. Yeah, you collect about you know a third to a half in the in the in the game proper, or possibly a hell of a lot less, just to get to the next kingdom. Okay. And then. Uh, there. When you go back through the kingdoms, you activate basically a whole lot more moons, and then you get them. And there are some things you just like bounce on the ground, and you get a moon. You sit next to a guy on a park bench, and you get a moon, and it's very rewarding. Mm, mm. Uh, there are some things where you do this like incredibly <laughs> difficult platforming level, mm. and you get a moon. Sometimes you'll get three moons. Right. But uh, it has just this. Magnificent quality of great camera, hmm. great platforming, and just replayability. Like, I finished the story mode once, and I can't wait to get back to the worlds I've already visited, to visit them again and see what's changed, even if it's ever so slightly. Right, okay. So, I love Mario Odyssey. I think uh, Nintendo have done a fantastic job. If it's not your thing, that's fine. Hmm. Like, I think that... You know, not everyone likes 3D platformers. I, for one, usually hate them. <laughs> but they just got it right. They got all the elements that I had uh, nitpicking about the other ones. Mm. They, they got it right in this one. And I'm just having a whole lot of fun playing it. Cool. If it's not your thing, that's, that's fine. That's fair enough. Hmm. I just uh, really love it. New Donk City, my new favorite part <laughs> of any world ever. Cool. And it's... The 2D platforming is genius. There's so much about it that I just... Talking about it right now makes mm. me want to go back and play it <laughs> right now. That's how powerful that That's is. That's always a good sign. And know. it just... It's like... Because when I was playing Zelda Breath of the Wild, mm. I couldn't wait to get back to it to find out the next bit and do the next bit. Uh, for Mario Odyssey, it's a bit different. 
it's not about getting to the next bit. It's just about going back and having fun. Mm. It's not about getting to the next bit. It's just about like exploring more of where you are and like, oh, what if I do this thing? Because everything in Mario Odyssey has a point. Mm. Like there's a weird ledge over there. What if I go over there? You might not get a moon, but you might get like three coins. Right. And every 10 coins basically means you can die once. And so coins have more of a purpose. Mm. And... I just love the fact that they got rid of lives and they're going with coins because you don't really need lives in 2017. Yeah. That's kind of like how Call of Duty got rid of health packs a while back, you know? It's, yeah. like, it's like, what are we even doing anymore, guys? Like, what, does this mechanic really matter? Um, yeah, that's cool. So I've just been just loving it. And I, I really appreciate the fact, because, you know, I am not a fan of Mario 64. I'm not a fan of Mario Sunshine, despite the fact that I own them both. Like, fine, if you don't like those sorts of games. Uh, I think they've tuned it perfectly here, but if yeah. you don't like them, fair enough. You don't have to play them. Hmm. Um, but I just, even talking about it makes me think, I just want to get back in there and muck around a bit more and just kind of like, it's not even about exploring like it was in Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's just kind of like just having fun. So how often in this game are you Mario versus, like... I mean, if you don't know everyone listening, there's this sort of hat mechanic where you possess people. The novelty of this one is that you can possess other creatures, yes. How often do you possess things versus play as Mario? Like, what's the ratio of, like, how often are you doing that? I would say it is about... uh, You are Mario two-thirds to three-quarters. Yeah, that's that's good. Because I think when you play a Mario game, you want to be Mario. You do want to be Mario. There are, like... It is fun to be other creatures, but not all of the time. There are certain sections where you have to be other creatures to defeat bosses and stuff, and that's Mm. fine. Sure. But it's not the complete and total conceit of the game. Right. Like, you are still Mario most of the time. And still the, plenty the majority of, of the time you are Mario. There's yeah. plenty of that good old Mario platforming. Yeah. You yeah. just are wearing different suits. And that is another that is another fun part of the game, is that you have different costumes. So you which, can dress Mario up. Yeah. Oh, boy, howdy, can you dress him up. There is... All of the Mario suits you get mm-hmm. are from other Mario games. Okay. And, like, there are some that are, like, really obvious. Like, you can dress up as Mario 64 from Mario 64. Right, okay. You can dress up as, uh, like, Mario in a sombrero and uh, poncho. Okay. Which is actually from one of the early Picross games or something, I believe. Can you dress up as the Dr. Mario, I see? You can, yes. Oh, my God. Uh, You can even dress up as a mechanic with a hat backwards, which is actually a reference (laughs) to the... Famicom Disk System game 3D Hot Rally. Oh, wow. That's okay. how obscure this shit goes. <laughs> Which I really appreciate. Yeah, that's you know. cool. It's all in there. It's all a lot of fun. You can, you know, the Amiibos work. You can dress up as other characters using the Amiibo. Hmm. Um, and what I'd like to do today, because we're running long, mm. is I would like, off the cuff, mm. I have not planned this at all. Okay. Okay. I would like to challenge Rob and Eric mm-hmm. to a quiz. Oh, God. It's going to be a short quiz, <laughs> and it's going to be right off the top of my quiz. head. Oh, right. you have no idea how short it's going to be. <laughs> All, right. All right. Okay. So, given the stream today, mm-hmm. what is the very best version of Doom? Original OG Doom. The best version of Doom? The best version of Doom. Would be the PC version of Doom. Wrong. Eric. <laughs> I think you're wrong, actually. <laughs> Eric? Was was there a copy of Doom for N64? Because I'll go for that one. No, that's, you're both wrong. It was Doom for the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> Magnificent port of Doom. True. You should have said the quiz was for the size of the biggest pixels. Because <laughs> that's that, right. Okay, that, no, 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 no. Next, next question. What is the best 
the best Game Boy Advance game. <laughs> Rob? <laughs> Eric, who'd like to answer first? Uh, Fire oh. Emblem 8. This I will 7. This well, you're very seven. close. You're very, very close. <laughs> but no. I'm going to go on a limb here. Yeah. I'm going to say... Yep. Something Pokemon? Po- Pokemon P- Leaf Green, maybe? Possibly, yes. Uh, no. No, it is actually... <laughs> Doom for the Game Boy Advance. Now again, really? the again. biggest pixels award. Now, jump in, jump in as soon as you know that the answer to the question. What are the biggest pixels you've seen on the Game Boy Advance? Pamela Anderson. Oh wait, no, sorry. <laughs> Doom. This is this is, <laughs> this is the Yoshimura uh, approach to appreciation. It's like the bigger the pixels, the better it is. That's generally the retro game instead of <laughs> too many pixels in this pixels game. Pixels so big I could squeeze them. <laughs> I can't handle them in modern games. There's too many pixels. I just, just like a big pixelated cow where you like squeeze the pixelated udder and like lots more like that's, Game Boy Advance games just kind of fly uh, out. It's full bucket. That's some, that, that's a mini game that uh, Stardew Valley spared us. <laughs> But yet, is in Doom for the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> I'll definitely uh, remember that game. I don't, so, know, I don't think I'll remember it for being of any record holder. But So the thing is, I have played Doom for the Game Boy Advance and really enjoyed it on the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. But I have several devices but, which but, act but, as a Game Boy Advance... Uh, and, and this particular device was like a 47-inch HDTV? 42-inch, let's not go nuts. <laughs> but basically, there were three pixels. Yeah. And they weren't very well organized. Yeah, there was light brown, middle brown, and dark brown. It was basically an ad for Cadbury's chocolate. Look, uh, look, surprise, surprise, listeners at home. You may not have thought that the Game Boy Advance version of Doom would be would be super hot. But we're here to tell you that, you know, it's actually worse than you might imagine. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> it is actually... It sometimes enters the top 10 Game Boy Advance games. Because wow. when you play it on a Game Boy Advance, it looks really good. That's, I mean, I remember playing it on a Game Boy Advance with you. I, want, I yeah. want to see it on a Game Boy Advance. It, it looks pretty cool. Kind of I have a Game yeah. Boy Advance in a, in a drawer somewhere, but I don't know which drawer. And I have a lot of drawers. <laughs> and you have a lot of copies of Doom for the Game Boy Advance. Well, that... that I... <laughs> We can hook you but, up with some. Yeah, I'll have to rectify that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a freezer full of Doom for Game Boy Advance and drumsticks. What don't you have in that freezer, I say? It's just like tolerance, like... tolerance for people like you yeah. and your gas chambers. That's yeah. I'm I'm uh, a terrible human being. <laughs> Always with the gas chambers. Well, look, shall we end this podcast? I this? think we really, really should. Yeah. I just I, I just thought it was funny I, because I, seeing that game on a big screen was just terrible <laughs> and horrible, but it was so funny. Oh god. I, I have been playing one other game on the Switch. I'll get the mention in called Graceful Explosion Machine. Which is a shoot 'em up that's got like um, four powers, and you run around in this single level that's linked like a circle, but you only see the segment, and you just have to defeat enemies to go to the next stage. And it's actually pretty good. And so you'd recommend this game? Yeah, it's actually pretty good. It's designed pretty well. It looks flash. It's got like that kind of square aesthetic that looks good on the Switch screen. Um, it's good. Excellent. Well, I think Eric gives that four pixels out of a Doom for Game Boy Advance. <laughs> Damn. 